0: Good morning. It's good to see you this morning. I'm so glad that you're here. And I just want to say again, if you're a guest this morning, we especially want to welcome you. And I want to welcome everybody who's watching online. Good morning to everybody. I want to just say to you that if you are here this morning and you're a guest, maybe this is your first, your second, your third, or your fourth, and you are looking for a home church, I would ask that immediately following the service, if you would just go out to the guest services table there. We've just got some information for you. It'll just tell you what you need to know about about making a good decision about finding a a good Bible-based church. If If we can answer any questions, we would love to do that, but if you're looking for a church home, boy, we would love for you to consider making Central Community your permanent church home because we have a place for you. I want to, before we get into our, um, the message for today is I wanted to remind you that in just a little less than two weeks, two weeks, or no, sorry, next next Saturday, the 18th, next Saturday, we've got 15,000 people coming for, for dinner. So uh, we need some help. There's a few things that we have to do yet, and as part of our—we're we're not doing dollar club today today because we're doing, using all of our dollar club monies, and we're asking you to use all of that, push it forward to our Thanksgiving delivery. So here's what we need. So next Saturday, we've got—everybody's coming for the turkey giveaway. We're going to give over 2,500 turkeys away, and we still have some meals that we need to get. And so if you have taken a bag, if you would please fill that out and fill it up and then bring it back to us, and we've got more, you can take more if you want to, if you'd like to make a donation or whatever, but we still have some bags that we need to fill up. The other thing is this, is that if you have not ever helped in this, I want to encourage you, you need to be a part of this. Our community needs to see what Jesus looks like with skin on it, and we are it. And so I'd love for them to see you in the morning. If if you want to volunteer, you know what, we've got a training session that we're doing this afternoon at 2 o'clock, but just head out towards the guest services. Um, You'll be getting an email during the week if you need to know times and things like that, but I really want to encourage you. This is an opportunity when Central Community we really go out into the community and we want people to know that we truly believe what we practice, we believe right here, right? Amen. All right, so the next thing is, is that, so today we're beginning a brand new series. And um, for the next, to this week and next week, we're gonna do something a little bit different that I hope that you will enjoy. But you know, Thanksgiving is that time when when you think about Thanksgiving, you think about turkey, right? That's what I always think about anyways. And I always, I always love this time of the year. And one of the things that you will know at our house, um, Lori always wants to put up the Christmas decorations and I say, no. We cannot put up the Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving, right guys? Now, I have told her that she can watch all the Hallmark Christmas movies that she wants, but I don't start doing that until the day after Thanksgiving, right? So anyways, but you know what? At Thanksgiving, it's it's a time when when we want to be thankful. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like the way that I'm thankful is just through lip service. And that's not the way God wants us to live. So we're calling this series, Thanks Living, because that's what God desires for us. He wants us to live that life of gratitude. And wouldn't you agree, we all have something to be thankful for, don't we? And so with that, I would like to begin. If you would stand with me out of respect for God's word, and I am going to read from the book of Mark. It's Mark chapter four. And I'm gonna read verses 35 through 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, now this is Jesus, let's go over to the other side. And I wanna say that again, let's go over to the other side. That's what Jesus told them. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. He said to his disciples why are you so afraid do you still have no faith they were terrified and they asked each other who is this even the wind and the waves obey him this is god's word for god's people let's pray together father in my life and especially today I need to know and remember that even in the storm, no matter what the wind and the waves and how they are tossing me about, even in the middle of the storm, Jesus is still in my boat. And for that, I say thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. How many of you in the last year have been in a storm? Raise your hand. How many of you in maybe the last two or three months have been in a crisis? Maybe there's some of you that are in a crisis right now. And what is a crisis? A crisis is anything that we go through that's bigger than what we are, that we can't handle, okay? So I want you to understand that the disciples are in a crisis. You realize that? And this crisis is so bad, they feel like they're going to lose their lives. The Bible tells us that they were in a storm. The winds and the waves were coming over the boat, and and they were afraid they were going to drown. Now, I don't know about you, but I always wonder what it would have been like in that boat. Now, we know where Jesus was, but can you just imagine the disciples? I'll bet Peter was barking out orders left and right. Judas, grab a pail and start getting rid of the water. John, James, Andrew, come on, let's get with it. Thomas, will you quit crying out, we're gonna drown, we're gonna drown. You know what I mean? But it had to be something like that. They were going crazy. And then at some point in time, in the middle of this crisis, you know what? (laughs) They realized, hey, we've got somebody in the boat that we think can help us, and it's Jesus. And do you remember what Jesus was doing? He was asleep. So what did the disciples do? The disciples went to Jesus and they nudge him and they say to him, teacher, don't you care? How many of you have said that to Jesus in the last four or five months? How many of you have gone through a difficult time in your life and you're trying to get a grip on things and it just seems like it just keeps sinking and you look up to Jesus and, and you just say, Jesus, don't you care? I mean, think about it. These disciples were in grave danger. And you and I, many times in our lives, we do exactly what the disciples did is we, we, we're looking for Jesus and we just don't understand things. And what we say to him is it's like, Jesus, don't you care that my marriage is falling apart? Doesn't it bother you that I'm, I'm going through this divorce? Doesn't it, doesn't it bother you, Jesus, that my kids are not on the same path that I brought them up to be on? Doesn't it bother you, Jesus, the fact that my job is, is a mess? Doesn't it, doesn't it bother, do you care, Jesus, that my finances are out of control? What about the fact that I keep slipping into this depression and these anxieties, I just can't get a hold of them? Jesus, don't you care? And the answer is, of course He cares. In fact, remember what Jesus did is, in the boat, he calmed the wind and he calmed the storm. And you know what? In our lives, Jesus does the same thing. He's calmed the storm already in the fact that he came to this earth in the flesh. He lived the perfect life. He took our pain, he took our grief, he took our sorrows, he bears our burdens even to the point of the fact that he went to the cross. And what does the Bible tell us about this? He said, this was done by grace. In other words, it was an undeserved gift, right? And Jesus even goes farther, and he tells us in his word, he goes, by grace, when you're going through troubles, my grace is sufficient for you. And then he goes on, he doesn't stop them, he goes, my power is made strong in your weakness, Have you ever asked, I wonder why we have to go through these crises? Why why is it that we have to go through things? What's the purpose for there? Or maybe you ask, is there even a purpose? And the answer is yes. And the Bible tells us why we go through them. You know why? There's two reasons. Number one is for God's glory. And the second reason is, believe it or not, the Bible tells us it's for our good, right? In fact, the Bible goes on and it tells us that the Lord allows us to go through these things so that he can comfort us, so then we can comfort others in their time of need. I think sometimes the best teachers are not just a pastor when they stand up and they, and they tell you about it, but when you hear somebody who's going through these crises and they're living it. And so that's what I wanna do today. I wanna bring up John Smith, where's John? There he is, John, would you come up? Would you give John a round of applause? All right, so everybody knows John, right? I mean, he's a rock star in this church. Someday I'm going to be just like you. He gets to use words like gig and things like that, and so anyways, um, I want to welcome you and and have a seat, and so what I want to do is I I just want to talk to John this morning a little bit about something that he's going through, and we've talked about this, he and I, and the purpose of what we're talking about is that we want to encourage others in what they're going through. Sure. And I, I know that what you're going through isn't, isn't fun, but at the same time, thank you for being willing to just come and share with everybody about kind of what you're going through. Absolutely, so, thank you yeah. for having me too. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Um, you can take me out for dinner afterwards, all right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you, yeah. I appreciate all right, that.
0: All right. <laughs> all right, John, so I think probably maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe mm. everybody had maybe a little glimpse that there might be something sure. went during that prayer time remember sure and it was a couple weeks ago i think you were saying you were singing the song about the blood of jesus yes and i remember as i was sitting there and i was watching you because i i know what you what the journey you're walking i'm just like wow yeah i mean that's real isn't it
1: yes it, absolutely yeah i know it was uh, that was a special moment for me as well yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely
0: and it wasn't like, and I, I know you, you've always been really good at what you do, but it was, it was more in the fact that it seemed like that Jesus was right there and you were talking to Him.
1: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely felt that. <clears throat> so that was do it again. Yeah, yeah, I felt that. That's one of my favorite worship songs ever, and it's off my favorite mm-hmm. worship album. But yeah, to be able to share that, and even even though I kept things kind of at high level uh, when I was introing that song, just to be able to communicate through that was. Right. Very special. I was grateful for the opportunity.
0: So can we dive into what's going on? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, um, yeah, uh, back in early 2021, I had a mole that I'd uh, been born with, um, turn into melanoma, basically. And so middle of 2021, summer, I I had surgery to have it removed. They thought they had clear margins, of course, and, you know, some of it's microscopic and it's tough to tell. Um, but then roughly a year later in September of last year, uh, I'd gotten COVID um, and, I, and the lymph nodes swelled up. And I, that can be a symptom of long COVID. And so I thought, well, maybe that's what it is. So I, I honestly gave it too much time before tackling it. But what it turned out was completely separate. And it was melanoma that had spread to those lymph nodes. Um, so can I just
0: stop you there for a second? Absolutely. So tell everybody how old you are.
1: I'm 29. 29 years
0: old. So now, this that's went... not supposed to happen to a 29-year-old, right? right? Right, I mean, so you're 29 years old. You yeah. got your life before you. There's a beautiful young lady out there waiting for you somewhere. Okay, <laughs> sir. And um, the, uh, and all of a sudden, you, you get the C word. And I know there are some people, and I, I would, myself, I'm thinking, well, melanoma, it's no big deal. And then you see the scars and things that people have from the people that have gone through it. So what what was it like, John, when you just, you heard that? That.
1: Well, you know, um, from the surgery side, uh, I was actually more nervous about just having surgery. I'd never done that before. Um, I don't like the idea of being put under, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so that was re- it. Was more that than it was the actual specific reason why. Um, and I can't. I, I don't really know how to articulate that other than, you know. I feel gifted with this, but I just trust that no matter what, uh, you know, and so I felt like, you know, he wouldn't have connected me with the oncologists and the caretakers that he has um, if there were a lesser plan, you know what I mean? Okay, so you
0: you went through that and you had the surgery and you came out and everything and then all of a sudden something else started to happen and what was the end result of that then?
1: So, yeah, so um, I started doing immunotherapy at the beginning of this year, which is awesome and a very great treatment for anyone who may battle cancer, but um, it was effective But somewhere, so I had a PET scan in April that uh, they weren't sure if what they were looking at was melanoma or not on the PET scan. And then by July, it was all gone. But I think that is somewhere in between there where it spread to my brain. And so it was melanoma on the brain, um, which I started getting headaches from and, and those type of things at the end of August, beginning of September, um, so
0: how many, I mean, did, did they have, did they call them spots, tumors? What did they have on you?
1: Yeah, so there, if I remember right, it's two larger spots, um, which were still sub 10 millimeters, but larger. And then there were a dozen that were sub 1 millimeter. So very, I, I know that sounds like a lot, but from what I understand, it's, it's manageable. Okay. Um, and with the, they have, the day I was diagnosed, I actually called MD Anderson. Um, because I wanted to get perspective of, do I need to go down there and tackle this, right? Well, they right. told me we don't have anything that the cancer center doesn't already have. Okay. So it, it's been very right. effective. What it does is it specifically targets each spot. It doesn't, like, soak my brain or my head in radiation. It just attacks those tumors directly, which right. is great.
0: So um, we, we were talking about this a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so now it's back and mm. it's in the brain right and you know your family how did your how'd your family respond um,
1: amazingly i mean i've <laughs> i also consider several friends i have to be family as well and they've gone above and beyond to just be there for me and it doesn't have to be you know anything game-changing necessarily it can just be showing the emotional and, and conditional support but um but yeah, my, my parents have been there for me every single day, um, making sure I have everything I need. And there's been several days where I haven't needed yeah, anything, yeah. but just knowing that they're there yeah. if I were to, it that really
0: helps. So your mom moved
1: in with you, right? My mom moved in with me, and my dad would have too if I had room in my apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but. Um, so what's it like your mom moving back in with you? Honestly... I'll bet it
1: was pretty nice, wasn't it? Yeah, I got... A really good deal on a four hundred dollar couch that's totally sleepable. <laughs> so, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's it's been really good yeah. and and fun for both of us actually. Yeah. So,
0: so what have you seen on their faces that you've kind of watched them kind of walk this journey with you?
1: Yeah. Um, you know. So I'm, I'm Tuesday. I will be four weeks removed from my last treatment, and so all you have to do is kind of wait for the. Um, inflammation that comes from the treatment to subside, and then they can get a scan and see how it all was effective and all that. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's been really good having having them there and having that interaction. Um, and for them, though, they were happy to see me handling it so well during the treatment. Um, and I probably, know they- Probably
0: helped them handle it, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I know the concern has grown a little bit just from the side effects I've had post the treatment, um, which has been more fatigue. Um, I've kind of had this weird thing where I'll, I'll it's like a quick smell reaction um, that lasts for like a minute, but um, I understand the concern's grown there a little bit too, but they have they've stepped up in any way that I need to, whether it's you know, oh you need food cooked for you or what have you, so yeah I've been very, very fortunate for them to to help me out however I need. Yeah.
0: So maybe we should give everybody the spoiler alert. of So now that you're on the... Tell everybody where you are right now before we... So they know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, I believe uh, Tuesday... Yeah, Tuesday is four weeks removed uh, from the treatment. And I've definitely, uh, again, experienced more fatigue since then, The pa- mainly the past two weeks. Um, and then... uh, Yeah, I I really don't know how to describe the other. It's kind of like a uh, disorientation for about a minute. But I only notice it because I smell like a floral smell. Yeah. Which is weird. And it sometimes happens once or sometimes doesn't Mm -hmm. happen at all. But anyway, it's gotten better the past week. And so it's just, it's a symptom of swelling. So what have the doctors said about where you're at right now? Uh, Normal to be expected. So
0: you are, they declared you... Cancer-free, right?
1: Not yet. Not yet. No. So uh, in another four weeks, I'll get a MRI to see the results of the scan. And, again, that's just because how this, how this treatment works is it kills the proteins that allow melanoma to replicate. And so then the melanoma dies off. And you have to wait for that to die off and clear out. And so that's why you have to wait for those results to come through. Okay. All right. Yeah. So
0: um, in talking about, you know, what you've been through Um, in in the story with the disciples, the disciples had everything they needed right in the boat. Mm. And tell us, John, a little bit about, you you used a a conversation you had with Pastor Jordan one time about how, how Jesus has showed up in your boat that's reminded you that hey i'm i'm here with you every step of the way
1: absolutely i'm very blessed with the the confidence that i've had in this situation and i know that um and really what was wild was a series of things that happened within 24 hours um and so it started with i was at the gym i ran to jordan and he asked me you know what was going on and everything and Um, and then prayed over me and what was i mean that's already great but what was wild about it was the way he phrased everything including the prayer wasn't just how i was phrasing but literally how i was praying for it like word for word you know um so that was an exceptional example and so i also am a firm believer and have been for a long time that god will speak to each of us in ways that only we'll understand and and that's nothing to shake your head at, you know, it's, it is for each and every one of us, you'd get your own unique message. So I'd gone home that night, and I'm a huge uh, auto racing fan, and my best friend that I would grown up with in Texas, he goes, hey, do you want to play Gran Turismo tonight? I go, okay. So I love to oh, download yeah. vinyl wraps of famous... Uh, can I ask
0: you real quick, what is that?
1: Gran Turismo, it's a, it's a driving simulator. Can anybody do it? Absolutely. You got to spend 70 bucks, <laughs> but you, <laughs> you can do it. You get to
0: like wear the helmet and the, the. You could.
1: Oh. If you want to get that serious, yeah. Just let I me just know. I just want to make sure somebody heard the Yeah, it let me so. know. We'll, okay, go we'll ahead. Get into yeah. it. All right. Uh, <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, I love to download vinyl wraps that people recreate on the game of famous race cars, you know. And so uh, it was a Nissan GTR 2018, and their famous Penske wraps from the 90s that I just went right by for some reason. I grabbed uh, one that's not even real. <laughs> it was uh, Simmons, the technology company, S I E M E N S, And I grabbed it because I like the color and whatever. So anyway, I kept joking about it. I was like, why did I grab that? And So anyway, I, we played that night. And I wake up and I go in for the PET scan that I had the next morning. So I had a September PET scan scheduled. And it was... Um, not directly because I was doing the treatment. They just—it was the time to get the PET scan and everything—and they just wanted to know how the rest of my body looked. And so I go in there, um, rather than the cancer center, which I run everything else through. Uh, they put me out uh, in Andover, yeah, at, at via Christie out there. And um, the tech was like, "Why are you out here?" You know? And I was like, "Well, we got new schedulers. I think they're kind of figuring." things out on their end and he goes okay well that's good to know but also you want to have the consistent machine and and at the cancer center they have blah 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 which i forget what it was but over here we have a siemens machine and i was like really i wouldn't have known that same the same name same technology company everything i wouldn't have known that because it didn't say on the machine you know so just telling me that was kind of a confidence booster as well um and so then i have the pet scan that's going on and um, I've done so many of those now, I didn't even really realize how long I'd been in there. I'd been praying, I'd been daydreaming, I'd been thinking about music, all that kind of stuff. And so my knees were still in the middle of it. I thought I had like five or six minutes left. And I just prayed and uh, said, you know, I, I want this to be the last thing I have to do, tackling cancer. And I heard so vividly in my, in my head, I heard so vividly God say, you keep doing what you're doing, you're done. And I said, Okay. I literally, verbally you said, said okay. You that out loud, huh? Yes, and right when I said it, the scan ended and it shot me out. I was done. And so then uh, my caretakers at the cancer center were able to get the results four hours later and still cancer-free everywhere else in my body, yeah. which just was a very special affirmation of what I had experienced. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so. And isn't it amazing, I mean,
0: we can go through some pretty difficult things as as long as we know that, we know that Jesus is walking with us, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. we get that strength strengthened. Okay. So, um, with that, then, um, you know, so what are some things that um, you and I talked a little bit about the fact that I really believe that sometimes God chooses people mm-hmm. for these, and I, I think I said to you, and I think Pastor Jordan may have said, you know, God has entrusted you with this disease, and I know that sounds horrible, but I do believe that sometimes God allows us to go through things so that, because he knows, he can trust us and he's gonna get the glory. Yeah. So how have you done that? What have, what, have, what have you done? What are you doing to make sure that God gets the glory in what you're going through?
1: Well, really, um, sharing the, the testimony that I just shared is kind of the main thing, and that's been amazing in that, um, people that have never gotten emotional with me over conversations like this have, multiple times, and so I'm, I feel blessed that that all happened the way that it did and affected me the way that it did. I mean, it made me very emotional for a couple of weeks, and to be able to share that with sure. other people, um, you know, one thing, uh, one of my a, a different best friend that I grew up with, he and I voice text each other back and forth, <clears throat> but he has a hard time letting his emotions come out. And so the first half of it, he was just staying very structured with it and all that kind of stuff. And I actually listened to this twice. I listened to it by myself, and then um, my parents actually wanted to hear it, which is not, you know, a common thing, but I think it was God wanting me to re-hear it. And uh, at the end, he tells me, you know, God gives his strongest battles to his strongest, or his biggest battles to his strongest warriors. And so a week and a half goes by, you and I have a conversation and you say roughly the exact same thing to me. And to me, that was just God reminding me, hey, I didn't, you know, you got this. Yeah, Yeah. you're not gonna not be able to handle it. But I really do think that anybody can do that if they approach it the right way or, you know, just given their situation, whatever that may be, God gives us the tools that we need when yeah. we need it, so.
0: Isn't that neat? I mean, for someone right now who's going through this, and it could be, like you said, in many different ways, but for them to see you and be able to say, wow, I heard him say, God gives you the tools that you need to get through. Now, would you also agree that sometimes those tools don't come until we take a step of faith?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You have to step out in that faith for sure. But, you know, and, and I don't expect everyone to have the same thought process that I have. But I've been able to move forward with each each part of this process knowing you know god's not going to give me these tools if he didn't want me to use them you know being the the immunotherapy or the targeted radiation stuff you know so um that has allowed me to to move forward with a more positive and affirmative attitude with that kind of stuff so can you imagine yourself going through this without jesus no no i couldn't definitely not um but that has been, again, and even even simply through that testimony I just shared, um, that took all the doubt of where we're going with this. Yeah. But absolutely not. I mean, if that hadn't happened, um, I would still trust, but I would be more nervous. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. I would have been, without a doubt. So that was that was a unique and a very the most prolific and special situation in my life of God taking that doubt and that concern out. Without a doubt, but yes, absolutely, and I wouldn't blame anybody else for feeling that way either, going through yeah. you know, something similar or right, what, yeah. yeah.
0: We're all made different, and yes. we all handle things in different ways. That's so true. we have a church here, and obviously they love you. They know who you are. They see you up on the platform. They'll probably look at you a little different now That's because they, they know you a little bit more intimately about what you're going through, but what would be your wisdom, your advice for them um, in leading us in worship, And what would be your advice for them for anybody here who could be going through a similar situation, what you're going through?
1: Yeah, I think just um, trusting in the process, you know, whatever that may be for me or whatever it may be for each one of you. um, Wherever you're going uh, going through or, or dealing with, you know, I think knowing that there are resources, whatever that may be, that are available when you need them. Um, you know, even for me, it is the people, uh, that's probably the biggest thing, just knowing that, you know, because I do again, my best friends that I I grew up with and I have up here as well, I consider them as family, you know, and then my actual family. They've been there as much as I need in whatever way that I need, you know. Um, So I think one of the things that has been through this process is me kind of refocusing where I, I spend that energy, and where I uh, put myself uh, both physically and mentally. And so um, that includes even something as simple as, which I've been thinking about this for a while, but I've been doing a ton of acoustic gigs, right? And so it'd be like three or four a week. Your gigs, right? Yeah. The old so gigs. Cool. That's, uh, I don't know. If you need a duet, let me know. i do a gig right <laughs> yeah, here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but doing that, you know, even, you know, just something as simple as playing at like Medi's, right? Mm-hmm. I would get five hours a day taken out of my life because you have to set up, you have to drive there, and all that kind of stuff. And it just, over time, kind of wears you out, especially when it's not getting you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- even just something as simple as that kind of helped me Refocus and recenter myself you know being able to cut that kind of stuff out and this was kind of the catalyst for doing it you know but i I hope that kind of answers the question a little bit
0: so you know so first of all thank you for being so humble and allowing us to have a have a look inside your life but i mean now you look at you look at all of these people here and how would you tell them what's the role that they've played in your life How, how important is the church As you've been going
1: through this, well, it's something I look forward to every single week, Um, even if it is just as simple as me playing guitar up on stage, you know. But to be. And they
0: didn't even know it.
1: Right. Right? Right. They didn't even know what you were going through, and yet they were. Yeah, absolutely. And just knowing that there is a foundational support that is built just because we've all connected through worshiping together. You know, mm-hmm. that's a very special and unique thing that you don't f- really find in the rest of the world. You know, yeah, but you do here because I have a part in the overall team that's leading us in worshiping. On you know, yeah. and then people connect with us through that. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, and I'm very thankful. You
0: have a large family, don't you? Yes. Yes. Without uh, So, so tell me, John. Um, so, what would you ask for them to pray for you?
1: Just yeah, I, I you know nothing really too crazy just the support and the uh, the healing process as well uh which i i believe again even though i mentioned those things earlier has started to get better but just having that healing overall and uh then uh, the results that we're looking for from the scans as well you know mm-hmm. those are really the two things that uh are in front of my mind and uh that i would ask for for prayers absolutely
0: very good Well, I guarantee you, you'll get it. Let's thank John for
1: helping out. Great job, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: That's not easy to do. Good, good. All right. Well, let me pray for you, and then I'm going to dismiss the people. Okay. Okay. Father, thanks for John. Thanks for his willingness to be vulnerable in front of the church and those who are watching online. Lord, we all know that um, John is just an example of what's going on in this room and all around the world. There are many who are going through difficult times like this. Thank you for being so real in John's life. Thank you that he has a church that he can rely on and depend on thank you for the doctors the nurses the technicians everybody who's involved and lord we pray a blessing upon them and god we're believing we are believing with all of our might that you're healing john and lord our promise is we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of our god i pray lord god that we would find comfort and encouragement in john's journey but lord we also want him to know He has not, and he will never walk this journey alone, just like anybody that is in this church. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand? I want to give you the benediction, and then I'm going to send you out. Remember, this Saturday, we're getting ready to uh, feed a whole bunch of people. We're going to hand out meals, so I encourage you to be a part of that. Receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his joy, and his strength. God bless you. Have a great day. Go and serve the Lord.